Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio. Reporting from the basement of the Dairy Civic Center, this is C.M. Alexander with the news. The Dairy Police Department would like to remind everyone to be on their guard for intruders this holiday season. We have reason to believe this home invader knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you are most vulnerable. I mean awake. So be vigilant, for goodness sake. You're listening to Dairy Public Radio. Dairy Public Radio. Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio, a bi-weekly Stephen King Book Club podcast. I am one of your hosts, C.M. Alexander, alongside Joshua Kahn. Hey, everybody. And Benjamin Graham. Hey, Constant Readers. And today we have a very special repeat surprise for you. This is a... <laughs> We're surprising you again with a thing you (laughs) knew was coming. (laughs) Anyway, as I was saying, the person bringing us in. (laughs) This episode, we are doing a Merry Dairy Christmas special 2019. And Josh is the person with all the power in the situation. I'm not happy. (laughs) Some things never change. (laughs) All right, guys, I'm so excited. I had so much fun doing this Christmas special last year that as soon as we were done, I started, I've never stopped rolling through my brain what I wanted to bring up for next year's Christmas special. Uh, I don't know. Have, have you guys gone back and listened to that episode? I, I have, it is, I, I forgot how much fun it is (laughs) as much as I love reading. It's fun to have an episode of goof about. (laughs) Sam? No, because I listened to it 60 times when I edited it. So it's it's <laughs> burned <know>? into my brain. <laughs> you remember everything. I'm just going to start happened. repeating everything I said in that episode. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's, that's the surprise we have this right. year. Is ah. We have uh, t- r- printed out word for word last year's episode, which we are going to. <laughs> Only I'm going perform. to say it, though. You yeah. guys are going to continue on. Yes. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> All right, so to cover, uh, to catch everybody up, we are going to be talking about only the books that we've covered this year with our answers, unless the question specifically states otherwise. Uh, To remind everybody, those books are Revival, The Long Walk, Pet Cemetery, Running Man, The Stand, 1408, Eyes of the Dragon, Rose Matter, and Rose Red. Damn. Too many. We read a lot of books this (laughs) year, guys. it's so weird thinking we've we read that much and the stand is in there. I was just about to say, <laughs> considering the stand took six months, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Exactly. All right, um, let's go ahead and get started. And we're going to kick things off with the same question, the same first question that we had last year. You are drawing your three. Who do you draw from these books? I love this question. It's such a fun question. But I am very frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) Because we did not get our next book, spoiler alert, for what we are covering next this year. (laughs) Because the main character is such an obvious choice. Oh, absolutely. She'll Uh, definitely be on everyone's list next year. Absolutely. (laughs) So this is kind of hard this year. Uh... We don't have as many supernatural badasses, I feel like, this year. That's very true. Yeah. 
right? Well, I mean, we have flag. <laughs> yeah, because who do we want to take to the room at the top of the yeah. tower? Randall fucking flag. Yeah, definitely. That wasn't one of my picks. <laughs> do you have your three uh, picked out, Josh? Because uh, once again, like uh, CM mentioned at the top, we are left completely... <laughs> Up in the air on these questions, so that you is, have time to prepare. I do. You hit us with yours. <laughs> okay. First. Well, my my three first, Lewis Creed. Really? Yeah. Before breaking down, <laughs> like I <laughs> I draw him before Gage dies, <laughs> uh, because we've seen his his action scenes. He's a competent doctor. That's he, a good point. Yeah, he's got a he's got a good head on his shoulders, and he is good under pressure. My next pick would be King Peter. Yes, uh, that's an obvious one. A King Peter like he he's you know, he's my Jake. <laughs> yeah, he's well, he's just a natural hero. Yeah. Like Exactly. He's got great instincts, he's he's compassionate, he's a good team member. Hmm. And my last pick is uh Gert Kinshaw. Gert. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Gert's my muscle. <laughs> Oh, those are good picks. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to try real hard not to steal. I want Gert, though. <laughs> well, see, that's why, because I'm prepared, I always uh, want to opt to go last, because <laughs> if you guys pick something, I would... Because I actually have a fourth down in case one of you took one of mine, so I wouldn't have to repeat it. Well, I, I really only have one that comes to my mind immediately. God, I hope it's not the same one I have. <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> my... Uh, when I think of someone who has the the tenacity, the willpower to make it all the way to the tower, it's go go Garrity all the way. There you go, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, he is gonna make it across the fucking desert. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. We know that at at least four miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got an obvious second choice <laughs> okay. uh, on, that uh, I think no one is going to be surprised about. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, my entire list uh, is based on ability to walk <laughs> long distances. <laughs> okay. Because you better fucking believe I'm taking Trash Can Man. Yeah. Nice. Oh, my God. Of course you are. Of course. Oh, what about running long distances? Oh, Ben Richards can <laughs> fuck himself. <laughs> and I guess for my third one, I got to go with Mike Hanlon. No, not Mike Hanlon. <laughs> Mike Enslin. What the fuck is the guy from Mike 14? Enslow? Yes, Mike Enslow. Because he can see a bunch of crazy shit. <laughs> and not... No, he does He's lose his mind. fireproof. Okay. <laughs> Mike Enslow from the movie. Okay. You so John Cusack. I, I like John Cusack. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's my reasoning. That's perfect. All right, CM, do you have your three? Okay, um, so my first would be Father Lightning from Revival. Nice. I can't remember his name. Charles Jacobs. <laughs> Charles yep. Jacobs. And then I would have to say... Why, why Charles Jacobs? I'm curious. I feel like he's got abilities that would be useful. The, he could do a lot of stuff with the, like, weird machinery in the last three books. Yeah. That's like, really he'd be able to, yeah. yeah, figure shit out. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'd have to keep him on a tight leash. Sure. Yeah. But we are already on a quest, so perhaps 
he won't try to bring the old ones into our universe. <laughs> I don't know. He it, he needs to be watched. That's for sure. Sure. Then I would have to say um, the dog from Eyes of the Dragon. <laughs> Frisky. <laughs> Frisky. Yep. Okay. Frisky is useful. And we never, when we're talking about drawing our three, we never get an oi. I know. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Frisky's my oi until we cover <laughs> the gunslinger. Yeah. Well, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and then for my last one, it would have to be, I, I went back and forth on this. I almost picked, well, okay, there, there were three that were in top running <laughs> wow. for my main right. one. Obviously, Rosie, because Rose Matter is my favorite. Rose Matter, but I think she's just a little too unhinged. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Dorcas. I thought about Dorcas, but then her name she's- is Dorcas, <laughs> and I couldn't say it out loud without laughing. She's immortal. She's not crazy yet. She's, but she's been managing crazy, so she's got some good skills. She can probably keep Father Lightning in line for me. And then we've got the dog, and nothing's wrong with the animals. They're perfect. <laughs> that, that's a good pick. I'm, I'm more offended that you didn't go with Kojak instead of Frisky, but... He did fight wolves. He did fight wolves. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like we got more action with Frisky. That's fair. Big Steve is a better name, though. <laughs> <laughs> Big Steve's the best name. <laughs> Guy, I cannot believe you guys. I le- the name that I left off was like I thought for sure one of you would be fighting for her. Dana Jurgens. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> that's such a good choice. I completely forgot about Dana Jurgens. We even we spent a lot of time being like she's a fucking gunslinger. Right. She's a hard ass. Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah, get, Mike, get, get out of here, John Cusack. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, God, yeah. All right, um, Ben, we're going to play our first round of Mary Fuck Kill. <laughs> All right. And uh, I'm sending it your way first. It, it's not been a... Gr- I'm worried we've had a lot of eldritch horror this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking about this on the drive over, and I'm like, I know I'm going to get, I don't know, the fucking wendigo or something <laughs> no no beasts oh, okay. i gave you no beasts well maybe one beast <laughs> i just felt like now uh, this was an appropriate time to kick yours off so ben your merry fuck kill your three contestants are fran goldsmith dorcas mm-hmm. and Kay waterman emery's <sighs> emery's mom from rose red Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, definitely, definitely have to kill Emery's mom. (laughs) Uh, If for no other reason than to, uh, as revenge for what he did to to Pied Piper. Anyway. (laughs) I thought you were going to say as revenge for making you watch Rose Red. (laughs) Fran and... Dorcas. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to say, fuck Fran, marry Dorcas. <laughs> Mr. Dorcas. <laughs> That's what they call me, first of all. That was my nickname in high school. I don't want to talk about it. But second of all, first, I don't want to be stuck with Fran That's, forever. That Are makes sense. kidding me? Uh, I was about to try and defend Fran because I don't want to be like a shitty dude who shits on like the main female character (laughs) of a book 
But well, we did it for six episodes. So <laughs> she just sucks. And Dorcas terrifies me. Like she is an immortal hard ass. And I feel like she could easily and would easily just rip my dick off and throw it in a river. <laughs> but also, like, uh, she's loyal. And mm-hmm. uh, if she stuck with um, a- an elder god for that long, like, I'm not that bad. Come on. <laughs> you don't have spiders crawling out of your body? <laughs> uh, I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll switch gears a little bit. And CM, we're going to go to you for our first would you rather. You're going to answer first. Would you rather have one of these two as your catchphrase? No, oh, no. <laughs> ask mama if she believes this or you believe that happy crappy for the rest of your life. Oh one of those God. two is your catchphrase. So I remember Wait. happy crappies from the kid, right? Yes. And ask mama if she would believe this is from the police officer from, from the dark half. Not one of one from this year. No, this one. This was a question that was given to us by Spanky. <laughs> okay, Spanky. Thank you for the. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so first, I'm sorry to interrupt no, before fine. you get to your I answer, don't ever CM. Have to answer. <laughs> we we have to establish the rules here. Like, it's your catchphrase. Like, is there a a set number? Like, do you have to say it every? Uh, paragraph like they do in the books <laughs> exactly you have, okay. to say, you have to say it with the same frequency the characters in the book <laughs> let, let's hear them again ask mama if she believes this or you believe that happy crappy it's gonna have to be ask mama if she believes this because when i hear the kids catchphrase i just think about him raping trash can man oh. and i don't want to be reminded of that every <laughs> paragraph <laughs> yeah that does suck but I have to go the other way. Why? Uh, you have to think of the usefulness of the phrase. <laughs> Do you believe that happy crappy? You can work that in. Ask mom if she believes this. Does it? That's barely a sentence. That make, it does not make any goddamn sense. But I'm going to say it under my breath. Is that better? That's not how a catchphrase <laughs> Try works. it. Hold on. Try it. Mom, if she believes this. No, that's creepy. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that's not a catchphrase. That's a tick. Like <laughs> That's what Stephen King catchphrases are. <laughs> you never see like Urkel like lurking around in the background being like, just like, hoping, oh hoping no one would notice. Oh, That's not a catchphrase. You did something retroactively in my brain to Urkel forever. Oh, that's outstanding. <laughs> also, because I'm with Ben, I'm going, you believe that happy crappy. He's so horrible, though. But here's why Ask Mama if she believes this is the start of a sentence. <laughs> you believe that happy crappy is the end of a sentence. Well, it's just if you start a sentence with uh, ask mom if she believes this, everyone has already checked out for what <laughs> the rest of everything you have to say. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listening to this joker. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this bozo? It, I'm not. I'm going to try my hardest to make that my catchphrase for like a week at least. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna be, like, Best make of it, luck Ask to you. mom if she believes this. Dinner's ready. 
<laughs> perfect. That's, yeah. Perfect. That's how you slide it in. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I, I should mention, since uh, Spanky gave us uh, that question, there are a few other fans who have sent us in some questions. Uh, Josh Wasada, Gerard Hazelwood... Uh, they sent us some, I'm sorry if I'm forgetting anybody else. I remember the, those three specifically sent us a couple questions. All right, guys. If you could give a Christmas gift to your favorite King character and your least favorite King character, who would they be and what would you get them? I love this question <laughs> because it creates the idea of a Christmas present given out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of gifting things to people you hate <laughs> just to piss them off. I love that. <laughs> Who deserves Franny? She give her something. Give her a re-gift her some garbage that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't even thought of that element to it. <laughs> well, well th- they couldn't. They're living in a post superflu world, so. I feel like even if you were, like, spite gifting them, they'll be like, we can use this to rebuild society. Give her a broken iPad. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Okay, hold on. In a year where we had Norman, your least favorite character (laughs) is Fran Goldsmith. Listen... Norman is one of those guys, it doesn't matter what you do, you could tell him to fuck off and you think, got my foot in the door. I'm not giving him a gift, even if it's a shitty gift or a spite <laughs> gift. I want to be off his radar. That's a good point. Very true. Mm-hmm. Is, is a bullet to the head a gift? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is not. Oh. I am going to gift uh, someone who has a, had it real fucking rough. Lewis Creed. One of those kid leashes oh, oh my god Jeez, man yes what? So no dark. no that is that's that a is, gift you can that's use that's a practical ass gift that is god damn that's good right that's a great answer and now you have to give your least favorite king character something well the cm you you looked like you had yeah, something sorry good. i realized you know you guys were right i focused on the wrong person franny is insufferable but is she evil Probably not. So I would gift Norman Daniels a tennis racket. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. I, I get it. <laughs> That's, I don't want to. you thought Ben's was dark? I oh. don't, give me, <laughs> don't give me any gifts. This I, I already got you guys Christmas gifts. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Please don't shove I, them up our butts. I would give really good. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> Well, what's the point now? Your gift isn't $500, Ben. <laughs> I, can I have your guys' help on the nice gift that I would give? Okay. I want to give the best, most like technical and comfortable and wonderful set of walking shoes to somebody from the long walk. <laughs> I don't know which one. I mean, there were so many boys who suffered terribly. Give it to the the kid that got a cold, because he had a family. Oh, yeah. But it, the problem wasn't his feet, though, so it's not yeah, going to help him. I want to help, like, maybe the kid who was walking in give plus. The, give him an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's your gift. You do what you want with it. 
I am having a real hard time thinking of my least favorite. Norman obviously is just the worst person, but he's an interesting character. I think I might have to give Glenn Bateman, I don't know, sociology for dummies. Uh, I don't have a funny answer for that one. You You stole mine, though, kind of. Yeah, what what were your answers, Josh? Uh so I would uh I would get Randall Flag a day planner. <laughs> <laughs> and I would give Glenn Bateman a um paint by number art set. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um I'm you know what? I'm going to throw out the the Mary Fuck kill that's for all of us. Because, Interesting. Uh, well, because this one was submitted to us, so I'm gonna put it out there so it doesn't fit the the normal scheme. The Mary Fuck Kill on the table, Harold Lauder, Annie Wilkes, and George Stark. I'd have to marry Annie. She's my soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I can't give you a break. Harold, gotta kill you. We, we can all agree. Harold's gotta die. And I would fuck the shit out of George Stark. <laughs> oh, too, too bad he didn't mention it's after he's all like goopy and uh. falling apart. So. Can't take that uh. away from me, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds about right. He, although I I gotta stick with my answer from last year. <laughs> Annie Wilkes is nasty. That's true. <laughs> she, she freaky. So who are you gonna marry then? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, <laughs> you got the answer. <laughs> The one that's left over. Why? Oh, oh you're, oh, you're so going to marry George gonna, Stark? You're yeah, still going to kill Harold. Okay. Oh, yeah. I just didn't know if that changed. Oh, God, no. Them. No. Harold, <laughs> Harold has to fucking die. That's great. I, I would marry Annie Wilkes, and I would kill George Stark, and I would fuck Harold Lauder, because <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> that's that's not what that means, Are you Josh. sure? Are you I'm sure? I'm pretty sure. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, beans. Well, he did calm down a little after he lost his virginity, so maybe Josh should <laughs> be helping him out. I guess. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Would you rather? Would you rather compete in the long walk or the running man? Fuck. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's ne- not an answer, Sam. Neither of them involves much sitting. <laughs> Arguably, the running man involves the most sitting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely not the long walk. <laughs> no, I no, I would not survive either. That is obvious. Oh, for sure, none of us. But would. at least you get like a two-hour head start in the Running Man. <laughs> I, I I could at least like go go get a burger or something. Enjoy my last couple hours. That's a really good point. How many people are in the walk with me? 99. Yeah, I assume it's, it's all still, the same it's still rules. The same. It's not. Well, I'm I'm a woman, so I didn't know if, you know, because women aren't as strong. Point. Maybe it's only 50 of us. <laughs> Split the difference. 75. There's 75. The first all women's long walk. You know, because it would be the first one that's pretty epic, and I feel like I'd really want to be a part of that, <laughs> and that I could really really rock it 
And I don't feel like I can say the same thing that Ben just said. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I would also, I would pick the long walk only because the long walk is actually winnable. And, yeah. and when I'm done, it's just a bullet to the head and I'm, and I'm done. I don't know what's going to happen to me on the running man. Yeah. The running man is rigged. The long walk isn't really rigged. Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but also pain. <laughs> yeah. But also it's winnable technically, but those are some long odds and you're going to suffer so much that's true Just, but that's, I get, that's a hard pass for but me. i get a a bunch of money and a prize at the end or you die and no or, one gets anything or i die. but if i if you compete do, in the running man at least your next of kin will be taken care of and will be on they? tv will they though do we believe that because yeah. they killed his wife and kid well yeah that was just the world though it wasn't the 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 TV station or whatever they call it, the network didn't go and kill his wife. It was just word got out and she got murdered because the world is terrible. For some reason, I remembered it as that they killed her so that we, he would have no ties. We speculated on whether or not that is the case because they, you know. You could think that that happened, but I still think that why would they bother making any of that up? Because they're stupid and horrible. (laughs) They're not stupid. (laughs) They're stupid. Society's (laughs) stupid, and the network is capitalizing (laughs) on that. Okay, next. Best or best slash worst death in any book, any of the books that we've covered. Ooh, there have been some good ones. I mean, Norman's death was brutal. He was, like, eaten, murdered by an old one. We have the kid from The Long Walk who, didn't he claw his throat out? Yeah, he ripped Uh, his own throat out. Pet Cemetery. they all died a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if there's any death. Can't say best, though. (laughs) Best is a bad uh, choice of word. Uh, Okay, if I'm going to say the qualifier for best is the most emotionally responsive maybe to you like what deaths what death like really sticks out like even though it was traumatic reading at the time gauge obviously gauge see i gotta think of it slightly different like if i was watching this death in a horror movie Mm -hmm. would i be losing my shit going oh my god that's so like the effects and that's so brutal and gory it'd have to be norman yeah that's that's the more fun answer. <laughs> That's the more fun way to look at this question because yeah, if you're if you're just talking about like the most devastating death, Gage you have to go sure, to pet yeah. cemetery because that was the whole crux of the book. But not fun. Uh so best most interesting death. I know there was something good in the stand. There, okay, there's, there's so much of the stand oh, I know. that I'm having trouble uh, remembering. Dana's was badass. Yeah. Dana's was really good. See, that I would qualify as a best death because mm-hmm. that was pretty epic. I'm I'm torn between two uh, in, in answering them as like best and worst. Uh, I think my favorite of any death is all of Las Vegas. Like at the end of the stand, 
Like, mm-hmm. that whole scene and the obliteration of everyone is really fucking cool. What about... I can't vote for just, a deus ex machina. <laughs> what about Julie Laurie from the movie version? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I just remembered how fucking hysterical that is. Flag's death in Eyes of the Dragon is very cool. The whole book leading up to Thomas, one of the saddest characters, most tragic characters we've had, getting the final killing blow on yeah. such an amazing villain is an awesome moment. So I think I'm, I'd have to say uh, say that. Oh. Roland's death was wicked, painful. Roland's brutal. death was yeah. the other one that was uh, that I was thinking about. They're just literally Ooh, burning yeah. alive from the inside for like for, three days. Oh God. And that's a, a really iconic. Like that's death is so cinematic. You can see if they had made Game of Thrones esque TV show out of Eyes of the Dragon, which I would watch the fuck yeah. out of. So it's okay to give like five answers, right? Yeah. <laughs> no rules, just right. I, I would, if I had to pick one, I'd go Roland. I'd go King Roland. I think. Yeah, that was long suffering. Okay, here's another uh, discussion question. Which is the better quote? Sometimes dead is better or M-O-O-N that spells whatever. Oh, it's so hard because I'm I'm thinking about who's saying it. And sometimes dead is better. I I really like because the actor in the original movie, when he says it, it sounds like he's saying, Sometimes dad is butter. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> dad is butter. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a catchphrase. <laughs> so it has to be that. <laughs> I I would definitely agree. It's such a I mean, when you you talk about King's best quotes, it's the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed. Sometimes dead is better. Like, it's quintessential. And also, as much as I love Tom Cullen, mm-hmm. the whole M-O-O-N thing is... Not quite sensitive, maybe, yeah, in this it, day it's, and age. It's very... It's iconic to the character, and but it's kind of like, okay, uh, I get it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I uh, I disagree. Actually, I think I think the M O O N is the is the better one. And this, oh my god, I'm gonna say something, and I'm just gonna say it. Doing this podcast, uh, coming into the show with the least amount of king knowledge, reading so many of these things for the first time, and being so immersed uh, so much further in the culture of Stephen King since we've been doing this podcast. There are times where I feel like um, a King snob. (laughs) I sometimes worry that this podcast will turn me into an elitist of some kind. And I don't want to be a D bag. Having said that my answer, the only reason the reason I think the M O O N is better is because everyone knows sometimes dead is better. That is, it's such a, a a pop culture phrase that so many people in, like immediately catch on to that. I love seeing or like 
when uh, the burlesque show, I had a line in there of M O O N that spells, and then I did something, and members of the audience freaked out. Hmm. They loved it. So to me, I, I think it's better because it is on that level of really iconic, but for that specific uh, layer of fans. Makes sense. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. That's that's my elitist answer. And now I'm a dick bag. <laughs> okay. We've got one more Mary fuck kill. Must be yours. And it is for Sia. Okay. Full disclosure. I had a different set of people picked out for you. But then we had a listener send us their three. Who did this to me? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell you for their safety. <laughs> so, CM, your Mary Foot kill are Ben Richards, Norman Daniels, and The Major. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> okay, like, just for the sake of... All humanity, you have to kill Norman Daniels. Absolutely. That's yeah, that one. seems to be the problem with these these uh, MFK questions, is one of the options is always very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't it have blown your guys' money? <laughs> the others... Oh, man, it's so hard because I'm thinking about, you know, marrying Ben Richards. Like, that didn't work out so well for Mrs. Richards. <laughs> yeah, and very true. He he's kind of a kind of a grump and i don't know if i'd want to wake up next to him every day so i'd have to fuck him <laughs> of course you just got and to. then the major you know he's he's got it together he knows what he wants he knows he's, what he's doing he's the leader of a fascist regime yeah, so he's um probably got a pretty comfortable lifestyle I guess. <laughs> i'd have to i'd have to marry him that, that's that makes the, sense yeah okay uh i this next one I don't know if you guys are going to have answers for it, but because it was a question that involved some prep time and it was sent to us, I've answered it. Uh, and I will go ahead and give that answer. And if you guys want to jump in, feel free. Absolutely. Uh, we had this, this question inspired by the running man cast a movie adaptation of eyes of the dragon using only professional wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this question killed Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That is a fantastic, and also the metric that most movies, more movies should be cast <laughs> by, I yes, think. absolutely. Uh, the, the problem is that most of my wrestling knowledge comes from the, like, mid-90s, so <laughs> most of the people I know are either very, very old or dead, so... <laughs> Mine are kind of all across the board. Yeah, they'd be tough gets. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't pay attention to time. I didn't allow time to be a discriminating factor. So uh, I'll, I'll give my cast list. And you get, you can interject any changes you guys would like I, to I've make. I've got a few ideas. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so first of all, King Roland is played by Booker T. Ah, oh, Ric Flair. Oh, <laughs> I, Ric Flair will come up later. Okay. Because... Booker T was King Booker for a while. I just want to see great. him like burst into flame. <laughs> Doing the, the spinneroni. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just fire flame. Yeah. yeah. Queen Sasha would be played by Sasha Banks. Obvious. Makes sense. Okay. Peter would be played by Kofi Kingston. 
I don't know who that is. Uh, I, he uh, is a member of the New Day. And oh, okay, yeah, I have heard and of that. I think I haven't watched in a while, but I think they gave him. I think they gave him the strap not too long ago. So he was the the heavyweight champion for a little bit. Thomas would be played by Shelton Benjamin. Don't who know is, who that is. He is an entirely, he was so underrated when they brought him in. He's super talented guy and just like never quite got the, the push. And so having him as like the resentful younger brother. I, I bet if uh, I was a wrestling fan, this would all be just <laughs> A plus material. Oh, we'll, we'll find out. People will probably leave me comments. Uh, Randall Flagg will be played by Edge. Come on. Are <laughs> this is the one I have very strong opinions about. All right. You cast Flag. Yes. The Sorcerer. And you don't pick the fucking Undertaker? Are you kidding me? I I considered it, but I really I felt like Undertaker was too on the nose. I and, I don't give a shit how on the nose it is. The Undertaker is the Undertaker, and you respect him, (laughs) goddammit. He doesn't have the charisma. Edge is a charismatic villain. He can take control in in that whispering-in-the-ear kind of side. I don't see that from the Undertaker. All I can see in my head is a movie adaptation of Eyes of the Dragon in which Flag never speaks and just... Un- is the Undertaker. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he just glares at everyone, and it's awesome. <laughs> and they just do stuff. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Can Can I just switch two of yours? Sure. Well, and change two of them. Everything else is fine, but I don't know as much about wrestling, so I don't have a lot to contribute. But for King Roland, Mick Foley. Mick Foley is I, next on my list, actually. And for Flag, because he's got so much zip and zowie, Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> R.I.P. Rowdy Roddy Piper would be great as Flag. Uh, I actually have Mick Foley, not as Mick Foley, as Mankind, mm-hmm. as the head jailer that Peter ah. beats the shit out of. <laughs> That's, That's fantastic. Uh, ben will be played by Seth Rollins. Sure. Pena will be played by Kurt Angle. Well, he'll be wearing his gold medal as he's the head judge. Once again, I'm going to have to disagree with you. Yeah? Who's your Pena? John Pena! (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, wait. Why did I... Yeah. What was I singing? no idea. (laughs) I don't know wrestling. But it's funny because I have Dennis as John Cena. (laughs) Uh, Um, What a stupid question. I love it. We'll move. Pena can be played by John Cena. And uh, Dennis can be The Rock. <laughs> uh, Naomi will be played by Trish Stratus. None of that meant anything uh, to me. Frisky is played by Ric Flair. <laughs> oh. Woo. Yeah, I get that. And... Oh, God. Just a dog voiced by Ric Flair. Yeah. And all it says is woo. is <laughs> very... That's a great thing. Because you also hear his internal dialogue. <laughs> all, all done by Ric Flair. And Niner the Dragon will be played by Andre the Giant. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Andre the Giant, uh, The Big Show, and Kane all in a pantomime horse-esque costume. No CGI for this <laughs> movie. 
And that is so that's that's our eyes that, of the dragon cast. I was so happy about that question. <laughs> if you could add any character not in the stand to the stand, huh. who would you bring into that world? Why? There are so wow. many already. <laughs> yeah, that's what the stand means. Is more fucking characters. <laughs> George Stark. Because he can't get the super flu, right? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, he'd give. I I would love to see George Stark in Vegas face off, actually with, yeah. giving Flag a run for his money. Yeah, that would be pretty great. That would be pretty badass. I'd really love to see Reverend Jacobs because I don't know where he'd end up. Yeah, I, that's that would be a really fascinating story. Is him. Why showing up in Boulder, helping get the hydroelectric dam back up oh, and running, sure. becoming this like uh, another religious figure in the town, kind of, but definitely falling because they're not doing enough because maybe because they are too stuck on on religion. That'd be really cool. That would be really cool. It's a good one. It's a great answer. Sorry, I went back to the year before. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I would. I think that's a great answer, even if Mm -hmm. it breaks all of the rules and spits in the face (laughs) of this game. (laughs) I would go with Rosie. The reason being is I I remember it was in my notes, but I I didn't get a chance to say it on the show when we were talking about Rose Matter. But at a certain point when we were reading, something clicked into place, and I I thought Rosie is the Fran Goldsmith we deserved. You're right. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, all of the criticisms we had about Fran, if that had been Rosie, we would have had zero complaints. Because that is that. That's awesome. Yeah. Can we just have, like, all three? Yeah. (laughs) We'll just add them all and tell Stephen King to to rewrite. (laughs) Do another draft. Okay. One last would you rather. Would you rather... Have a job turning over 1408 or a job removing stitches in a warehouse worth of napkins. Oh, removing stitches. I don't want chronic health problems from going in that room. You'll sure get arthritis. Yeah, but that's not going to kill me. (laughs) I am already freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) By the idea of being a housekeeper in a regular hotel <laughs> I don't like it it sounds awful and if you do that job fantastic but like it it sounds being by yourself going through all of these identical rooms and having to clean up it's like going through all these other people's strangers lives in their mess, it sounds fucking existentially terrible. Like, I hate it. I just the thought of it is giving the, me the heebie-jeebies. It, like, for real. It has nothing to do with the room specifically. Well, then, <laughs> you add on to that, oh, it's that, but also extra-dimensional bug creatures could come out of the wall. <laughs> That's a no for me, dog. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> that, that 
was a much more layered answer than I anticipated to that question. Fuck that. <laughs> See, this is a hard decision because 1408, they just turn it over once a month, done and done. The napkins, that is all day, every day. And I would, I would lose my mind in boredom, I think. Just listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, Josh. Oh yeah, come on. That's a good. That's a good point. Well, I wasn't sure if that universe had stitch removers, so I shouldn't be so hasty to say they have podcasts. Uh, I think uh, I would. I'd turn over fourteen oh eight. once a month, knock it out, in and out. I'd You're probably nuts. do a really half-assed job because nobody stays in it. Um, I I would go in and I'd be like, oh, I'm clean and moving. St- yep, okay, I'm done. And I wouldn't I wouldn't go any further into the room. Just get out of his eyesight. Just, the, Im- just imagining the the possibility of walking into a room, looking at a menu, and that that moment of the menu being yeah. the woodcut. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I would leave the state and never go back. <laughs> That's fucking scary. Okay, we have one final question. And uh, in the, the spirit of it being Christmas, share a story. I want to do something similar because we're going to share a story, but we're not going to share our own story. Uh, huh? This is something we kind of talked about off mic a little bit. Uh, We're going back to the stand for this final question. We have discussed so much about these characters. So my, our final question is asking if the stand did not have the super flu, the super flu is non-existent and you could read a book about any one of those characters just in the regular ass world, just uh, well, and Maybe it could have a little bit supernatural. It just doesn't have the super flu. There could still be other king elements in it. Okay. Because there are king elements in that world, but just not the super flu, not the end of the world. Whose book would you read? And not like the whole plot, but what do you think that book is about? God, there are so many interesting characters. There really are. But the character who and this surprised me when it finally dawned on me who whose book I would read I would read Nadine Cross's book because she is one of the most tortured characters through that entire book and she has so much depth and she has so many layers that are all buried under how she is when we first meet her so I imagine that Nadine's story, taking it out of the world of the superflu, which uh, in my brain means Randall Flagg's not there to climb into her dreams, is a story about a woman who has lived all of her life feeling that she has some sort of perpetual need that she is supposed to be doing something and she is closing herself off. Because she has this this big destiny she can't see. And that destiny never presenting itself. And what and how she deals hmm. with the the destiny she's always seen in front of herself just not being there. And how long does she let that feeling hold her back before she breaks through and starts living her life? 
Sounds like a Lifetime movie. <laughs> it does kind of. It does. Yeah, now, God, I'd, now, I'd read that book. Now I'm just seeing like the the trailer for this movie, and it's it's uh uh the oldest sister from Full House, <laughs> and she's like, I've always had these dreams of being rape impregnated by a all other dimensional demon and bringing on the Antichrist. But maybe there's more to life. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of stunt casting, flag, uh, the ghost of Flag in her dreams, played by John Stamos. <laughs> Weird movie. Really thought you were going to go back to The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Undertaker should just be in every movie. Anyway. My knee-jerk reaction is honest, obviously, uh, the trash can man, because he's, in my opinion, the most interesting character in the entire book. That book would just be a huge bummer. Because um, <laughs> that book would just be this uh, poor guy getting picked on. Uh, probably burning people's houses down. But I- I'm going to say, actually, my answer is Nick Andros. Nick's chapters before the flu are, in my opinion, the best. That's the best story of this drifter coming into this small town and getting on the bad side of uh, these good old boys who are related to the sheriff and then the the family drama of the sheriff and his wife being related to whatever the fuck his name was, I, I think would be a really, a really fascinating story and could be very tense and suspenseful. If he then got out of jail and Nick still decided to stick around, what would happen in this small town? Uh, The more I think about it, that's not a Stephen King book, though. (laughs) Uh, Also a drama. Yeah, it it could be. uh, There's this uh, other author named Donald Ray Pollock. Uh, He's only written two books. They're both astounding, though. Uh, And they're both... um, they take place in like the Appalachians, but they're about these small rundown towns and the people in them. I feel like he could write that book. You know, you know what I think would make the Nick Andros book, a Stephen King book at adding a little bit of a supernatural element to it. First of all, I would say they don't catch all of the guys like how they catch that first group right away. They'd have to like spread it out a little bit. Right. As they come in. But what if for whatever reason, the longer he stays in this community, what if he like starts to be able to hear and speak like something about this town where like it was like a supernatural healing place for him. And it like or he he meets one person that he can hear. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't know why. And like no one else in town even knows who this person is. That'd be it's super another cool. drifter yeah. that comes in. I thought you meant nobody knows who they are. Like nobody ever sees them. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> the <only one>. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ghost. Man, you guys, uh, I have to follow <laughs> two really good answers. I think I would have to say Joe, the little boy. <gasps> yeah. Because, Ben, you mentioned Spoiler earlier that the next book that we're going to be covering after Rose Red is Firestarter. So in starting reading that, uh, it you know, for 
listeners who are familiar, there's something in it called the shop and it's this agency and they're nefarious and terrible. And they're also related to the stand. So in the same universe, they were supposed to, I think they were supposed to contain the superflu and failed. And so I imagine that they would be involved in Joe's life somehow or be after him or capture him and do whatever the shop does with children, you know, because he is a shining. So who knows kind of what powers or gifts he might have that they might try to exploit. Hell yeah. Well, and we don't really get a glimpse of, uh, we get Joe coming out of his feral state, but we don't really, we have no idea where, who he was Mm -hmm. or where he came from when we start, when we meet him. And I assume he wasn't like that before the super flu. Maybe he was just, like any other little boy mm-hmm. or maybe there was something going on with him and it wasn't quite to that level, but you know, like, okay, something's oh, not quite right. So the book is that everything's fine. He's just a normal kid, but he starts to exhibit the shining and somehow uh, the shop or some organization, um, I don't know, the breakers, mm-hmm. uh, someone gets, when he has this power and they come after him and something terrible happens to his parents and he goes feral mm-hmm. and the book is this feral kid just running and like living. Yeah. He uh, could, I would, he that could, would be pretty badass. He could even meet Nadine in Josh's story. We could tie those two characters back together and then they could be on the run and they could travel to the town where Nick is <laughs> And we have a 1,300-page book again. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think that is perfect. All right. uh, Listeners, that is it for our Christmas special. Before we get out of here, we just want to say another heartfelt thank you to all of you who have shown us so much support this past year. Uh, Last Christmas, we talked about how just insanely blown away we were. And without getting into specific numbers, the amount of, of listens and emails and all the things that you guys have sent us uh, in the, the year from then has like quadrupled. It's been really insane. And, uh, and we love talking to you guys. We love having discussions with you and we love that you are interested in listening to what we have to say. So uh, one more time from all of us, thank you for being a part of our journey. Thank you for listening to a Merry Dairy Christmas episode 2019. Have a Merry <laughs> Dairy Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. As soon as I said it, I was like, nope, I nope, can't do that. Words. And I was like, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going <laughs> to really, follow this really, through. really sling through. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Dairy Public Radio. For Benjamin Graham and Joshua Kahn, I'm CM Alexander. Wishing you a Merry Dairy Christmas. Hey everyone, Sam Alexander here. We hope you enjoyed our Merry Dairy Christmas bonus episode. A special thank you to Spanky, Josh Wasada, and Jared Hazelwood for their submissions. Listeners, we hope you all have a fun and safe holiday. And speaking of holidays, for those of you in need of a post-holiday recovery, We're going to be at the Village Theater in Davenport, Iowa on January 5th for a Castle Rock Season 2 binge watch party. We'll have food, drinks, prizes. 
guest performances, and many, many live episodes with DPR staff. Check out our Facebook for event details and help us kick off the new year in the best possible way. That's all for now, listeners. Goodbye.